Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Hey, today, September 16th, 2021, and just a little fun fact to start the show off, on this very day in history, 1932, is when Gandhi began his famous hunger strike. I learned that today, quite interesting. But uh, yeah, if you want to learn all about that and why he was so opposed to the British caste system and why he started that hunger strike, go, uh, go do a Google search. Fascinating freaking history, folks. So uh, today, got a got a big topic I want to talk about. UFO Congress. Had my went to my first international UFO Congress. It was virtual this year, but got a chance to do that. So I want to talk about that. But let's uh, let's get to the uh, latest news. No, I'm not getting political. But man, what a bad list Rolling Stone came up with. So Rolling Stone comes up with a list of the greatest songs of all time. And it's a 500-song list. I'm not going to go through all 500, uh, nor would I waste my time ever putting a list of 500 of anything together. Um, top 20, maybe. Top 50, stretching it. Um, maybe on books, but I would do that. But I want to go over the top 20 of what they had. And as I go over these songs... Some of you may have heard these songs, may not have heard these songs. A couple of them are new to me. But ask yourself, if you had to come up with a list of the top 10 greatest songs of all time, what would you put on your list? I want to hear about this. I want you to email me at cyrus.alderwood at gmail.com or uh, find me on social media and just uh, let me know. What are, your, what, what are some of your, even if it's one or two songs you think need to be in there, what are some of your greatest songs of all time? I am so surprised at things that didn't even make the top 10 on this list. But this just tells you, well, I, what what would make up a greatest song of all time? Uh, apparently Rolling Stone, for the length that they've been in business and publishing and been involved, uh, you know, in publishing in the music industry, I am so disappointed in this dumbass list. But let's start. Number 20. Now, I remember this gal from the 90s and early 2000s, Robin, right? She was from Sweden, R-O-B-Y-N is how you spell her name. Uh, at number 20, they had the song Dancing on My Own. Never freaking heard the song. Number 19, John Lennon, Imagine. I definitely see that in the top 20, maybe even in the top 10. 
Uh, Prince of the Revolution, Purple Rain. Again, one of my most favorite songs of all time. Uh, you know, mm, I might actually have that in the top 10. Maybe. Definitely an honorable mention. But yeah, I can see it in the top 20 easily. Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Cool movie. Cool song. Top 20 greatest songs of all time. Eh. I mean, there's a lot of other Queen songs I like better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Although every time I hear that song, I see Wayne and Garth partying on. All right, this is where the list starts getting stupid. Number 16, greatest song of all time. Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Crazy in Love from 2003. The Beatles. Anything by the Beatles. I, yeah, I give it a, I, I give it a okay, I guess. But I want to hold your hand. 1963. Uh, that wouldn't be the Beatles song I would choose. Uh, the Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. Great song. 14th best song of all time. Not sure I'd be putting that in there either. Um, actually, I can think of Kinks songs I like a lot better. Big Rolling Stones fan. Rolling Stones had Gimme Shelter coming in at number 13. Love that song. But I can think of other Stone songs that should be should be in there uh, in the in the top twenty. Not "Gimme Shelter" per se. Great song, though. Great song. Stevie Wonder was "Superstition." Mm, yeah, I don't. That's a number twelve. I, I don't know if I'd throw that at number twelve. But again, I mean, these are great. Some of these are great songs. It's just hard to fathom greatest songs of all time. And wait till you hear what number one is. The Beach Boys, God Only Knows. You know, I don't even know if I've even heard that song. And they have this at number 11. And I've heard a fair amount of Beach Boys tunes. I think we all have. Um, I'm not sure I've thought of anything by the Beach Boys in the top 20 greatest songs of all time. Although they're fun. I mean, I love the Beach Boys. I'm not, I'm not slamming anybody in their, their music. Um, Outcast, Hey Ya. What a fun song that was when it came out in the, in the what was it, 2003? Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. Remember that? Anyway, but number 10 greatest song of all time? No. Fleetwood Mac, another great band. Uh, Stevie Nicks, my God, what a voice on that woman. Uh, comes in at number nine with Dreams. And that was from the uh, Rumors Sessions. Uh, great tune. Do I put it at number nine? Mm, I don't know. All right. Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On from 2001 comes in as the eighth greatest song of all time. The Beatles, Strawberry Fields, Forever. The seventh greatest song of all time. Again, I'm not sure I would slam that up there. That's, you know, nothing wrong with the Beatles, but greatest song of all time. You got it. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Greatest song of all time. Uh, here's one that probably deserves to be in the top 10. It's probably a no-brainer. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On from 1971. Comes in at number six. Um, as much, I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Nirvana fans, but Smells Like Teen Spirit, groundbreaking tune at the time, really kicked in doors for grunge and a new sound of music. Greatest song of all time at number five? No, no. Uh, and actually, 
that was a big as a big hit back then. But you know, I there's other Nirvana songs I would, I would put up there before that one, like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. 1965. Great tune. I would have it in the top 20. I'm not sure I would put that at number four greatest of all time. And there, there was a couple other tunes in there I might put in there before I would uh, do that. Um, a Change is Going to Come by Sam Cooke, 1964. I don't know. It's depending on... That was, that was a really good song. I And these are... This list... I mean, this is some official list by Rolling Stone. Anybody that puts their own list to top 10 is going to be subjective, obviously, as my list will be too, because I'm going to do a show on my top 10 great songs, and uh, I'll have a guest on We'll We'll, we'll, uh, we'll bounce some ideas around. Um, a Change is Going to Come is a really good song. Uh, for, yeah, depending on your perspective on what you call a great song. Yeah, it, I, I wouldn't have it there, but I, I can see why someone would have that rate really, really high. Okay, the 80s were fun. A lot of people loved gangster rap. Public Enemy had Fight the Power, 1989. Pretty big hit on MTV. Um, the song certainly had a purpose. And anybody that goes back and listens to the, the lyrics will understand the politics of what, what they're trying to say. But it's... But again... Do you, do you put that up on like the number two greatest song of all time? Not even freaking close. Now, here again, here's their number one. And, you know, with all due respect, no pun intended, Respect is a great song, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, but Aretha Franklin does not have the greatest song of all time. Great song. I mean, it's a timeless song. It came out in 67. And it is still used widely today in pop culture and you know, movies and, and like radio. It's is it one of the greatest songs of this this era? Probably. Uh, however, I do not toss her in at number one. Um, I could I could see her in a top ten with this, but not not at number one. Um, that song was written by Otis Redding, by the way. And uh, I think he wrote it in 65. Um, Aretha Franklin took uh, took control of the song. And uh, I guess with just, just her vocals. And, you know, she was, again, great singer. She, you know, she just landed a great song. Um, but anyway, that's Rolling Stone's top 20. And... If you're like me, you're scratching your head like, all right, how did half of those, even half of those, make the top 500? <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, no no disrespect to any of the artists or people's taste in music. Everybody has their own taste in music. Um, that, that's perfectly fine. I'm not slamming any artists or any songs. But we're talking about, you know, top 10 or top 20 greatest songs of all time. All right, all right. Music didn't start in the late '60s. Let's remember that. And um, anyway, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together my own list of top ten. What is in your top ten? I, I'm so curious uh, about uh, those of you who listen to the show. What's in your top ten? And uh, let's let's do this. It's gonna be a fun show. We'll, we'll plan that one for 
sometime really soon. However, the reason I wanted to come on today and uh, do a show is just as a quick review from uh, last week's International UFO Congress. I have never in my life uh, been to any of those types of events. And I've wanted to, it's kind of on the bucket list, to be in person. They were a little pricey. I thought about it a couple of years ago before COVID. And, uh, but, but I didn't, I didn't go. And uh, now the COVID hit, I, th- I don't know if they had one last year because of COVID, but this year they did it all virtual. And I was kind of, you know, worried about how, maybe how that would turn out. I went to the website. I actually emailed um, Karen Brard earlier in the year to ask if there was going to be a Congress this year. And she said, hey, we're working on it. Now, she was the one who, I guess, one of the people who put it all together, her and uh, a gentleman by the name of um, Alejandro Rojas. And uh, both turned out, they seem like really, really nice people. Now, I've never met them personally. So how did I get involved in UFO Congress this year? Well, you guys know I'm kind of into that kind of stuff, crazy topics, wild topics, anything... uh, paranormal, like, yeah, it's all that stuff is really of interest to a lot of people. But um, this year, a friend of mine, and you know, you know her from the show, she's a friend of the show here, Heidi Gad from Aliens and Beyond and um, Mtronics and uh, Superstition Mountain Music out in, uh, I think it's Chandler, it's an area near Phoenix. Um, so she she's really into this. She's been to UFO Congress numerous times and she was working there this year as one of the you know kind of the support people kind of behind the curtain that you don't really get to see much but she actually did some on-screen stuff this year a little bit and i, I would really look forward to hopefully seeing her at some point you know, on a panel uh discussing these some of these topics because they had some really good uh, folks there this year but i did want to uh, she she actually helped me uh, get a pass to go to ufo congress virtually this year and so I want to kind of do a quick shout out to Heidi Gad. Thank her. Thank uh, uh, Karen Brard. I'm sorry, that's called her Kathy earlier. It's Karen Brard. Um, and uh, thank her for the uh, the past UFO Congress. This was uh, my first experience with this, and it was really really great. Um, so I wanted to kind of go over a little bit of what what happened to UFO Congress because if you go to ufocongress.com. You can still subscribe, uh, I guess, pay a discounted fee now and go in and watch all the events. Everything was recorded, and you can go back and watch it, I think, for another week or so. And uh, if you're really into this stuff, um, it was worth the money. It, you know, and, and thankfully, you know, I thank them for getting me in there. But for the, what they're charging, it was well worth uh, the money. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what my favorite parts of it were. But it started off with uh, a film festival and, and film screenings. And uh, you could sit in, like, literally for 24 hours. You had these, um, you know, either short movies, movies, documentaries, everything in that in this genre. And then if you actually watched all of them, you could vote on your favorite ones. Now, I didn't have the ability because I was still working, you know, doing, doing my day job, even though working from home. And I was you know, bouncing back and forth to watch that. So I didn't vote on the films um, because I didn't get an opportunity to watch every one of them. But my hat's off to these these filmmakers because 
Uh, I was actually really, really impressed with what I saw on those films. And if, if you get an opportunity to go watch that, um, spend some time watching those too. I mean, it was the first day. So it's, so those sessions are there, but, but that was really, really, um, uh, really impressive to see the work that some amateurs are putting into these, into these films and short documentaries. Um, that, that was like right away. I was like, wow, okay, this, this is a little, little more than what I expected already. So it was, I was, you know, really impressed with it right off the start. Um, they had panel discussions, uh, UFOs uh, year in review, and then they had another panel discussion about uh, just you know, investigations, uh, disclosure, um, government disclosure, this, uh, and everything in between. Okay, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Alejandro Rojas was on that. Uh, Katie uh, Grabowski, who's really big in the field. Nick Pope, a lot of you know uh, from shows on Travel Channel, History Channel. Uh, so he's really big in the field also. Um, they also did a piece, uh, actually a couple of different pieces, on the 60th anniversary of the Betty and Barney Hill case, you know, the famous UFO abduction case. That was really, I don't know what else you can learn after 60 years, but, you know, just, I guess sometimes perspectives change and point of view changes. And uh, so it was really interesting hearing people talk about that. Uh, Avi Loeb actually did a really good uh, presentation uh, talking about the possibilities of extraterrestrial life uh, out there in the universe, and you know, are we the, are we the smartest cat in the room? You know, that's that's kind of the question, I guess, that, that came up. You know, I mean, obviously, we probably wouldn't be, um, but uh, we. Are, see, I'm trying to think who else was on there. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Hansen. Uh, he's he's been a TV host and a UFO researcher. He was the guy, um, what's called Factor Faked, and he had a show with several other people, and they would break up into two teams and investigate two different, either paranormal, UFO, or you know, cryptids, so whatever, and they would try to recreate it to see if it could be faked, and then have you know have a question: Could it possibly be real or not? Um. So he uh, he had a, he was on there as well. So he was actually part of another. I think he was part of another panel, and then had his own presentation, which I thought was really really interesting. Um, I see Gwen Farrell. I'm trying to think from Mufon. I think was on there. Um, one of the big present uh, presenters was Lou Elizondo, and he was uh, a former A tip uh, guy with the government, and um, I think he ran counter intel. It's, it's something like that with the with with CIA at one point. Uh, he was involved in uh, to the Stars Academy to get some of those videos that we saw initially that were, you know, that little Tic Tac video where we saw our uh, fighter aircraft trying to keep up with um, another unidentified flying object, and it went all you know just went viral, and now everybody knows about it. And now even on the Tucker Carlson, you hear people talking about yeah, he talks about. UFO sightings on that show even now. So uh, if it wasn't for some of the work that Lou Elizondo did and to the Stars Academy, um, some of these things, you know, we wouldn't be talking about so much in the culture now because it just suddenly became so much more acceptable to talk about it without coming across as, you know, being a weirdo for like being, you know, onto the alien and UFO conspiracies and all that. So that was uh, 
that was a really good presentation. Also, as you were going through this, they had the ability for people to type questions in, and the moderator would actually filter those questions through the presenter. And uh, they honestly, these folks did a really great job trying to answer every single thing people asked. Um, Yvonne Smith is a hypnotherapist. I, she had a presentation on there I thought was really, really interesting. Um, but I want to jump into a couple of, a couple of my favorites. One was the uh, Paranormal Rangers. And uh, they, they were actually former, or maybe in current still, law enforcement, John Dover and Stanley Milford. They covered literally everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I, I don't know if they call themselves the Rangers because the, they were uh, part of the Navajo Nation Rangers. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why they call themselves the Rangers. I forget. But they talked about other dimensions, other worlds, skinwalkers, Ouija boards, hauntings. You name it, they covered freaking everything. Um, I was glued to that one. <laughs> that, was, that was really, really interesting. However, one of the more, I guess it was kind of to on, on the side, you had these other little breakout sessions where people get together and talk, and they had what was called experiencer sessions. And these are people who have had real-life experiences, whether it be uh, con you know, contact from aliens, uh, abductions, abductees, um, other types of paranormal experiences. Anyway, these are people like there's stories you probably never heard of. You know, you don't see them on on television. You know, on on some of these documentaries that you see, like such and such happened in Kentucky, and you know the the Blue Men or whatever. You, you just don't you don't hear of these. But these folks that came on to share their stories, you, you never know because you you're just hearing or seeing them talk on on Zoom or whatever. Um, and I think Hoova was the company who handled like all the, you know, the, the, the video and audio. So they, they, it was like flawless. So, but these experiencers, some of the stories these folks had to tell. Now, again, I'm not going to say like BS on any other stories because I'm not there. I wasn't there. I can't read their face. I can't look and see if they're like shifting their eyes or, you know what I mean? Or they're feeding you a line of crap, but they uh th there were some really interesting and out there stories uh from these experiencers and those sessions were really really fascinating um and they also did a good job like between sessions between presenters panel discussions to give you a good behind the scenes thing so they actually gave away some prizes and um actually they were they modeled i think heidi was one of them they had the t-shirts on and the hoodies and you know from ufo congress they actually have a store on there you can go buy some actually some really cool stuff i like the hologram lamps like they had one of r2d2 and then one of like an alien head just like it was so cool and uh you know i may have to throw some of this on my christmas list right but anyway it was for my first experience with ufo congress the folks did an amazing job again hats off to uh, Karen Brard and Alejandro Rojas and all the people kind of behind behind the curtain that made that what it was. Um, it, it would have been well worth the money, but I certainly appreciate the the invite. I had a great time, and actually, I'm looking forward to this next year already. So, um, hopefully, at some point they'll do it in person. I always wondered, like, I know the cost in person, even if you're a vendor and you bring things out to sell, and you have this, you know 
big conference. It's uh, probably pricey, but it seems like I would much, even though this went off really well virtually, I can just imagine how much fun it would be to be around these people face-to-face -face in person would be a, a really, really good time. And uh, I don't fly because I have this weird thing with heights, which I know is weird for a guy who writes horror on the side. But, um, you know, I just, uh, it would be worth the drive to Arizona, two or three-day drive. At least I get to see part of the country, right? Knock that off the bucket list. Um, looking forward to it next year. If you get a chance, go to ufocongress.com. If this is the kind of stuff that interests you, it's it's worth the, the uh, it's a discounted uh, price now, but it, it's it's worth it. Um, hopefully you guys will go check it out and enjoy it. And, uh, and let me know what you think of that. Don't forget to drop me an email or connect with me on uh, social media like Facebook. Let me know what your top 10 songs are of all time. Greatest songs of all time. I mean, it's, I guess it's all personal. Hey, I may love Guns N' Roses, but I'm not throwing them in the top 10. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back again with some strange stuff, probably. In the meantime, you guys enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. And I'll see you on down the road.